And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy, and joining us is Chief Spookologist, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back once again, buddy. Can you spare a flashlight? It's a bit dark in here. Damn, really? That's the best you got this week? Uh, I would have gone for a more obvious joke, but I want to save it for later. Gotcha. Okay. Well, dark puns aside, uh, this is Atomic Shot, a weekly podcast that reviews movie franchises in a row. And so uh, we are still in the middle of our DC Animated Cinematic Universe watch-through. And now this is film number eight, I believe. Am I correct on that, Tyler? Film number eight. And this is... uh, Justice League Dark. Uh, so as even though it's called Justice League, it barely features the Justice League sans Batman. Yeah, I figured this would have been like an actual Justice League movie, but uh, the real team that establishes here is uh, pretty much... Um, they're pretty much Ghostbusters for all intents and purposes. Yeah, yeah uh, and so let's go ahead and break it down before we break down the cast. And then we'll sort of break down the plot and review it as we go. This was Justice League Dark, directed by Jay Oliva, with a screenplay by Ernie Atbacker. Story by Ernie Atbacker and J.M.D. Matias, based on Justice League Dark by Peter Milligan and Mikhail Janin. Produced by James Tucker, starring Matt Ryan as John Constantine, Jason O'Mara as Batman, uh, Cam- Camilla Ludigan as Zatanna. And Nicholas Totoro as Deadman, and Ray Chase as Etrigan the Demon. No, I am not clever enough to rhyme. Stop asking. Okay, also starring um, Roger Cross as Swamp Thing, uh, Enrico Colantoni as Felix Faust, Alfred Molina as Dr. Destiny, Jerry O'Connell Superman, Rosie O'Donnell, Ros- Rosie O'Donnell, Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman, and many others. Oh, Colleen O'Shaughness as Black Orchid, who's another so pitiful character. All right, so this is uh, we just got through with the Justice League movie with Justice League versus Teen Titans, where it was mostly about the Teen Titans. This is kind of like uh, a movie where, like, you think you're going to get the Justice League, and in fact, it opens up with the Justice League. But this is about this other team. They're not really called a team; they're just kind of people who come together at the right point in time. And that happens to star John Constantine, Deadman, Zatanna, Etrigan the Demon, and very loosely Swamp Thing himself. Yeah, uh, this is pretty much a sub-team, which was something I was not expecting, by the way. Nice, I was wondering about that. Okay, so let's go ahead and break it down uh, into the movie. Uh, so pretty much we open up with this, uh, woman, I guess she's like, she's like a very important business woman, and she is, uh, like kind of angry and with her, I guess her, must be her assistant. And all of a sudden she just starts, starts, starts seeing demons in the, uh, in, in the road. And one guy approaches her thinking like, Hey lady, calm down. Are you okay? And she sees nothing but a demon. Uh, she pretty much floors it running over what looked like to be demons and then Wonder Woman stops her and she's like, save me, Wonder Woman, save me. And ultimately, um, uh, she looks back and she sees basically dead bodies all on the, on, the, on the street. And she goes, the only monster I see is in front of me. Now, fun fact about this movie. I believe this movie is rated R. Yes, it is. This is the first R so, movie that uh, we've stumbled upon so far. 
First of three, by the way. Um, just let uh, let you know. Uh, even though Death of Superman is not rated R, it should have been rated R. But as you can tell, with that that kind of visceral body count, um, pretty graphic. Uh, so uh, after that, we cut to a guy who is seemingly holding his hostage, his family hostage, and um, threatening to kill them. He's going. He's talking very, very like incoherently. Kind of hard to understand him until eventually. Uh, Superman shows up right as he was about to shoot uh, shoot his gun, and of course Superman stops him, and he's like, "You got to believe me. It's it's these demons. It's it's you look in my basement, and there he has his family basically hog tied up, right? Or are they dead? I believe are those are his neighbors. His neighbors. Okay, his family I think was um, okay, right? Yeah, the family was still okay, though he was threatening them at gunpoint. Yeah, so pretty much, like, he, like, so, uh, and that's the only, and then, of course, the other scene we get is, uh, funny enough, I I didn't realize it, it's the opening scenes with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, we get a woman on top of a church, uh, and she's holding her baby, and you know, you know, like, why are you with your kid there? And she's very somber with the baby, and she's like, "Uh, I'm sorry I had to do this to you. And Batman shows up, and it's kind of... It's kind of nice to see Batman this way because you don't see him much as like the the savior character. He's much more like you know the predator, um, like Avenger of the Night versus a care caretaker of trying to prevent somebody from dying. Yeah, that's usually Superman's thing, right? And it's, and, and especially it's you know it's odd that you don't see it enough because Batman's whole edict is I don't want anybody to die. Yeah, that also makes sense. So. uh... So, uh, this woman believes she gives birth to the devil, and what we see, or, and Batman sees, is this perfectly beautiful baby, little baby. Not sure what the gender is, but that doesn't matter. Um, uh, but what she sees is, like, this demonic hell spawn, um, that is just, uh, pretty much, you know, like, she can't, she, she gave birth to, to Satan, basically, I think that's what she says. Yep. And she she chucks herself and the baby off the roof, right? Or does she just chuck the baby first and then herself off? She chucks the baby off, Batman saves the baby, and then she falls off and kills herself. Yeah, so pretty probably out of, like, grief uh, of, like, I can't believe I did that, uh, she, she murders herself. So it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty grim opening compared to what, what we've seen before. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's a sign of things to come. Oh yeah, it doesn't end there. And so this leads to a meeting with the Justice League. Uh, notice that Hal Jordan, Green Lantern's not there. It's John Stewart, uh, who may you may remember from the Justice League animated cartoon. Yeah, uh, though he is not voiced by oh. Phil Lamar in this movie. No, no, no. Unfortunately, um, well, I mean this you guys not bad, but Phil Lamar is like when I think of John Stewart, I think of Phil Lamar. Yeah. No Green Lantern right. movie in this entire watch along, by the way, uh, movie review, which is odd. Darn shame. Um. Yeah. Uh, Either either way, uh, so uh, pretty much they're kind of pitching together, and um, Batman is like they're arguing like, "What could this be? Like, what is this?" And uh, Wonder Woman basically puts the idea like, "It's magic. It has to be magic." And like, um, you know, Batman thinks like, you know, like magic is just gives it a reason for the criminals to be does, criminals criminally insane don't need magic to be how they are, and kind of dismisses it, and it kind of sets Batman on his I don't want to say arc because he doesn't really learn anything from it, but like. Sort of what Batman believes in what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. So, uh, eventually, um, we, we keep going a little further. And, um, 
Uh, we cut to a card game, I believe, right? Um, uh, before that, and, uh, before that, there is uh, Bruce oh, Wayne, the Bruce Wayne's in the shower. Yeah, he's shaving himself, right. and then he's suddenly possessed and sees the word Constantine scribbled on his That's, walls. Yeah, and that's and that's constant. Is that that's Dead Man doing? Did did because he makes reference? It. That's constantly possessing him, or is that Dead Man possessing him? I believe it was right? Dead Man that was doing that. Dead Man. Okay, so and then okay, so we get the little spooky. So there's definitely horror elements. They're trying to make this like a horror super superhero movie. Um, like ooh, writing on the wall. Um, but there'll definitely be blood on the walls later. Uh, then we cut to a, a card game featuring John Constantine, who again I mentioned is played by Matt Ryan, who also at the time to- at this time was playing the live action version of Constantine. So if you recognize his voice, um, playing a card game, what I believe they're called the Devils Three, uh, the Demons Three, uh, and it's it's very funny to me that they <laughs> these demons are speaking like very much like normal people, but like just their their voices are just deeper. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, and so, uh, eventually they kind of they basically put out like uh, uh, like like we, we they're gonna put a, a Constantine th- like like it's a high stakes worker game, and Co- Constantine throws down. I'm gonna bet my house, which is the house of mystery, which we'll get to more in a moment. Um, and so um, uh, the demons basically have this box, and in along with this box, they offer this uh this piece of thing called the Dreamstone, which looks. That looked very gnarly, didn't it? To be something called the Dreamstone. Yeah, it looks more like a nightmare stone, to be honest. Yeah, which that's a reference to a line later. Uh, funny enough, the Dreamstone originates from Sandman, uh, but no Sandman in this movie. Sadly, this is a whole new thing. Um, and so both, it turns out, both uh, Etrigan, uh, uh, or not Etrigan, uh, Jason Blood, who was with John, uh, and the Demons Three are all cheating, and that causes basically a fight to happen. And gone, gone, the former man, rise the demon, Etrigan, rises. Tyler, I'm curious, what did you think? Have you met Etrigan the demon before? Um, I believe I've seen him before at one point uh, in uh, either the Justice League cartoon or from Batman the Animated Series, one of those two. But I know for mm-hmm. sure that we definitely saw him in uh, the Flashpoint Paradox. Right. Um, and, but this is like, like, what do you think about his whole, like, everything he says is pretty much a rhyme? I think it's pretty cool, uh, being like a medieval demon, just speaking in, uh, in poetic, uh, vernacular, I should say. Right. It's pretty different. Exactly. Um, I think, I think it's, I think it's really, really cool. Um, and I, I like man like there's there's some like it, like this kind of derailing a little bit but like in comics like there's certain phrases that you like you know like the Green Lantern oath and you know um, certain phrases like that but saying and I wish Etrigan would get into a movie so I can hear gone gone the form of man rise the demon Etrigan it's just so good yeah it's I had me so saying it after uh, he transformed this movie a few times. Yeah, Jason, uh, he's such a good character. Um, but so pretty much uh, then uh, Batman decides, all right, some crazy shit's going on. I'm going to go to somebody I know. And I and this is where we're introduced to Satana Satara, who I'm sure you're familiar with her. Yeah, I'm vaguely familiar with uh, Zatanna, uh, both from Justice League Unlimited and as the DLC for Injustice. Right, and they pretty much had the same relationship. I like that instead of giving like this whole backstory to like 
why Zatanna and Bruce are friends. We kind of like he kind of just approaches her and just like she just says hello, Bruce. Like she knows. Like like there there that is like like that intimacy that like obviously she has she's friends with him. Um, otherwise she wouldn't know the identity and the way she's speaking. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of good storytelling without like having to bog down like wait. No, they just know each other. Like, like, and, and obviously it's very personal. Uh, then we are immediately joined by Boston Brand, who is a uh, dead man, and he's basically a ghost. This um, motherfucker looks like Quan Chi. Yeah, not as sinister though, and more like New York, New Yorkish, New York Quan Chi, basically. <laughs> um, and uh, dead man actually possesses Batman uh, to sort of like communicate with Zatanna, and, like. To like, because Zatanna doesn't know what's going on, and Deadman's trying to tell her, like, hey, some shit's going down. We need to get you and Batman to Constantine to come stop this craziness uh, with this Dreamstone stuff. And um, I like that Batman is like, Deadman is struggling to hold Batman, because, like, for most times, Deadman can possess most, like, you like you or I, relatively no problem, but when, like, like kind of shows, like, how strong mentally Batman is. When, like, Deadman is struggling to stay in there. Yeah, man. Batman don't play no shit. Yeah. And, and I like Batman's reaction when Deadman leaves. He goes, what the hell just happened? Like, I don't know what happened, but I don't like it. <laughs> he just sounds so annoyed. Yeah, right. Um, so, eventually, they, uh, Boston Brand. I love that. I love that Boston Brand. Um, they're in the right of the Batmobile. And I love that... Brent, Boston calls shotgun and then he has to sit in the back. Like he's a ghost. He doesn't have. He's intangible. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't know. It's it's weird, but like he's it's it's one of those things. Like he just sticks to the living. Um, and uh, we get a little backstory of Boston, like a very short one, where basically he um, he was a circus performer, and alt. Um, unfortunately, uh, he was um, uh, he was uh, assassinated. They don't. I don't believe they say why. He probably just owed. I think he said like he owed people the wrong amount of money. I think. Uh, probably just had like the wrong connections. Is more or less what they said. Yeah, and I like the transition where like uh, he's doing the high the, the high trapeze act uh, with no net, by the way, and he he gets shot, but it looks like he lands until he turns around. And then he's the dead man persona. I really like that transition. And then you hear the people shrieking in horror. That, oh my god! He just got shot! He's dead! Oh my god! Like, if the shot didn't kill him, that fall was gonna kill him, you know? Yeah, right. Though it does make you wonder, uh, with that transition, which was pretty cool, by the way, was that when he gained the dead man powers, or was it after? Cause... Right, it's weird, right? They don't really go into that, like, what, like, how dead man... Like, there's a whole thing with dead man, and they obviously don't have enough time to go into every single character. Like, all of a sudden, he's just a ghost. And I like that, like, his costume is basically, you know, his his uh, flying trapeze, just with a D instead, you know? Kind of like Robin's costume. Very much, yeah. It's almost as if circus actors are... It's too bad the circus is not much of a thing anymore. Because they're so... Circuses are so cool. Yeah, they are. Um, minus the animal cruelty. Yes. Uh, so, they all arrive at the properly named House of Mystery. Which is, like, basically a, a, a sentient moving house. Um, and that's where they meet Constantine. They pretty much agree to work as a team. And Batman constantly going... Hmm. As my... You could probably hear my brother's dog with that. <laughs> right. Um... Uh, so, uh, and they basically, like, kind of go over what's going on. Uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, this is where we get the hint of who the true villain is, correct? Uh, 
I think so. Um, yeah, it's a bit hazy for me in my case. Uh, so pretty much, well, actually, they, uh, no, it's not. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm misremembering. So basically, they decide. All right, we're gonna go. Constantine's gonna go visit his friend Richie because uh, he's an old friend and he knows a lot about magical artifacts. And they pretty much go there to uh, not confront him, but to um, you know, basically get to help, like helps uh, figure out what's going on. And it looks like he's pretty much close. Uh, he's close to death. Um, like he's dying of. Or rather, they death said he's is dying close to him. Of, very literally. Literally, like the there's there's death spirits like right around him, um, and so like he he's he's pretty much close to dying, and I believe this is when the first time we see uh, Constantine, sh- oh, not Constantine, Jason Blood show back up again because he disappears after that card game. Yep, and uh, it's assumed that he was framed for the murder, and uh, he knew he would be blamed. That's why he runs. Right, exactly. Which is like, which is, uh, which I think Ray is interesting because like, he, chased. oh, he voices both Etrigan and um, Jason Blood. Yes. Wow, that fucking, that fucking voice range. Um, so like, uh, oh, I lost track of what I was saying. So, uh, I do like the visual that like, I don't know if Batman can see it because I know probably Constantine can see it, Dead Man of course can see it, and. Satana can see it, but I like this visual. Like you literally see like these ghost-like specters, grim reapers, all around Richie, like waiting for him, and they're ready to pull his soul out. As um, Jason Blood is like kind of, it's not clear what he's doing, um, but they pretty much chase him down, uh, and they um, Batman gives uh, uh, Richie like basically like a, a, a shot of adrenaline. So like from uh, that one Quentin Tarantino movie, I can't remember what it's called. It's Pulp Fiction. Um, Pulp Fiction, there you go, thank you. And this is where we get the backstory to Etrigan and our true uh, villain of the movie, which is this uh, back in like the ye olden times of the Middle Ages. Um, Etri- uh, Jason Blood was a knight of, of the round... Not a, I, I guess it has to be the round table, um, or at least uh, he was a knight of Camelot. Yeah. Uh, and he was pretty much dreamed of, like, you know, being like any person, any young knight back in the day. I want to be a conqueror, not a conqueror, but like a battles won glory, all that good stuff. And uh, we learn about Destiny, uh, or I call him Dr. Destiny because that's what he was in the comics, but uh, Destiny uh, and created what we now know as the Dreamstone. Um, he forged it, as, as Etrigan says, or as Jason Blood says. Uh, he forges it with uh, his soul and black magic. So that's that's kind of shit you're dealing with. And um, unfortunately, the uh, Jason Blood was uh, mortally wounded during the fight with him. And so Jason Blood's like a really, really good soldier. So what is Merlin? Mer- yeah, Merlin's in this fucking uh, movie, which is really cool. Like the oldest known wizard that anybody references, right? Yeah. Like the, the archetype. Basically fuses... Both Etrigan and and uh, Jason Blood together. How do you feel about that dichotomy? Um, I have a feeling that uh, that the Etrigan's uh, backstory is slightly different based on what I read in the Wikipedia articles. But uh, I do like the fact that uh, that the main villain is intrinsically tied with the oldest uh, hero that we currently have in this lineup. Right. It's it's a pretty neat concept, and of course, like like base. I basically the idea is that 
Jason is on Earth, so when he says "Gone, gone, the form of man, rise the demon, Etrigan," um, uh, then they basically switch places. So it's like, like, uh, so Jason's in hell. Huh, it's that's, it's that's, more like a conscious, be... incredible Hulk transformation. Now that I think about it, pretty much, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much, and, and uh, that's pretty much where it goes. Uh, and so Richie is slowly waking up. And he pretty much says that the villain known as Felix Faust is responsible uh, for uh, his attack. And so the team, uh, they can't find Felix Faust. In fact, there's a funny reference where um, Constantine's using this cool... There's a lot of cool, like, magic... If you love magic, incantation, chanting, like, unknown languages, you're going to love this movie. Because it's, it's all over this movie. Yeah, right. And Constantine's just trying to use a locator spell and, like... Batman just goes, well, if this is a computer, I'd say it's frozen, which I found really hilarious. Yeah, that was um, a lot, lot of dry humor from Batman this time around, you know? Yeah, he's barely any use uh, to uh, this uh, new team, so might as well just pack the puns, right? Exactly. Um, so, uh, pretty much they, uh, they, they decide, okay, well, there's got to be another way to... Um, you know, to find out what's going on. Uh, and they decide to uh, go to the Avatar of the Green. Uh, you know what, Spar, I'm, I'm, you know what part we talked over is when they went to the hotel and fought the shit monster. I think that's what we, I think that's what we talked over. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that scene. Yeah, it's kind of forgettable because, like, ultimately we go back to Richie, so it's fine, it's whatever. So I, I apologize for forgetting that part of the movie. Um, so they, they go to the Avatar of the Green, and this is where we meet the aforementioned Swamp Thing, and I like that, uh, like, <laughs> Chase, shout out to Ray Chase, God, I don't know how he does that, that, that beautiful British accent, and then the, so good. Yeah, he's definitely a treasure among modern voice actors. And so they go, they go to Swamp Thing, and, um, how familiar are you with Swamp Thing? Um, uh, curious. Is he not the same character from the uh, John Carpenter movie, or is that a different thing altogether? That is, that might be a different thing. Okay. This is this. That then I be. only know him from Injustice Two. Okay, so I, I like basically you kind of get a small backstory with him that Alec Holland um, was uh, killed by terrorists, and that that was it. And so basically, um, Alec Holland is Swamp Thing. He's the new Avatar of the Green, which basically is a protector of all plant life. Think Poison Ivy on steroids. Literally. Um, and so John Constantine, of course, every single person John Constantine meets in this movie is a running theme, is he pisses, he's pissed off everybody he's known at some point or another. And they just want to kick his ass. Yeah, he's pretty much that guy. If you don't know. You know, like, exactly. So, uh, thanks to, uh, I really find it funny that uh, Swamp Thing is like, I'll help, you, I'll help you get there. Just so you get the fuck out of here, which I don't know why, but I found it. I found that really, really funny. Uh, even to draw out Const- to draw out Swamp Thing, Constantine-, Constantine threatens to step on the flowers, and that causes Swamp Thing to come out. Which I thought oh, that get- they gave me a good chuckle. Yeah. Um. So and 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 they basically leads to a big fight at um, Felix Faust's. I think he has a name for it, like uh, Observatory of the Cosmos. And so, very, very cool uh, epic battle scene with them. Constantine gets trapped in, like, this weird prism thing. Etrigan shows up. 
Um, Batman throws a batarang. Actually, when he threw the batarang to help Zatanna, it was actually really neat. It actually felt like he he could do something here. Yeah. Because why else would he be um, here, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, and so, and, 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 and it all, unfortunately, it was all for nothing because it looks like Richie led them on a wild goose chase because Felix Ross had nothing to do with it. He has no rec- no idea about the Dreamstone uh, or anything like that. And uh, so then we cut back to the house and... I guess it's now it's time to talk about it because there's no. Re- it's really hard to ring her up because she doesn't really matter to the plot. But this character known as uh, Black Orchid, uh, Orchid, who is basically ha- is basically the house of mystery, given herself sentient form, and it's a it's a woman. Like it's it's like a red. Like she's all red. I, I imagine that's just muscle, and but she has like curves and boobs and everything like that. And you know. Um, there's even a funny remark when Zatanna and Deadman, like, uh, John says that she gave herself her body. And uh, Zatanna and Constantine are just kind of in unison say, yeah, she did. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of like one sarcastically and one like, oh, mama. Um, and so Red Orchid's kind of been, or Black Orchid has basically been watching over Richie. And he was she was put under orders by Constantine to, like, basically help him out. And so it turns out our friend Richie is... Uh, not as innocent as we think him to believe. No, sir, not at all. And so it, it looks like um, one. We know one piece of the Dreamstone was in, with Constantine when he took over. He took it from that card game, uh, and it, and so um, the other half. Richie has always had the other half of the Dreamstone, um, and that's sort of allowing. I think he basically said that the cancer. That that it's in him. It's basically like lowered it. Like it it, it keeps in remission for coming back. Um, and the, and De- Doctor Destiny is trapped inside the Dreamstone. Of course, Constantine tries to help. You know, like stop Richard from doing it. Merges the the, the Dreamstone together, which allows Doctor Destiny to uh, take over uh, Richie's body and transform him into Destiny. And the House of Mysteries gets blown the fuck up. And it's all it's all a big excursion, and of course, at early and on, the, the, the constantly basically says like I should uh, like says keep your super friends out of this because you know it's it's well over their league. Uh, although I would love to have seen like Superman or the Flash, like kind of how do they deal with magic stuff? You know, uh, they probably get their shit wrecked because if they go anywhere near uh, Destiny, then that's when they go mad. Exactly. Um... So uh, they try to fight the Justice League. Tried to fight Destiny, um, but they like as Tyler said, they go crazy and they start attacking each other. Um, the power of there's chaos a great moment. in the palm of my hand. Exactly, um, uh, and and pretty much Etrigan and uh, Etrigan, uh, Etrigan and Jason Blood are separated during the fight. Uh, it even gets so bad that uh, Alec Holland himself, or Swamp Thing himself, comes back, and you think, "Oh hell yeah, let's go!" And in like a Mortal Kombat s fatality, Destiny rips the skeleton that was inside the Swamp Thing husk, and he goes, "Return to what you are, no more." And just you just see the the, the leaves and like all the plant just dissolve, and it's like, "Oh, that's kind of brutal." Uh, you know, the fact that that's all it took. Um, and so it, it was, and, and while while pretty much Constantine, 
Um, Jason Blood and Etrigan, they are pretty much dealing with Destiny. Zatanna and Batman were dealing with the Justice League. There's a great moment when Batman has to deal with Jon Stewart, Green Lantern. And I love this callback to uh, the Justice League War, where he removes Jon Stewart's ring with with so much ease. Yep, definitely a pretty cool callback right there. And, of course, proceeds to tase him. He didn't didn't have to tase him. He could have just punched him. He could have just punched him, but no, he he tased him. Okay, probably would have eaten um, that punch. Yeah. So it all, but all looks dire. Uh, Doc Destiny has like this big shield around him, and like Ozzy from it's, Chrono Trigger. A little bit, yeah. You can't harm him or anything like that. And ultimately, it's Constantine calls for a Trojan horse kind of play, and basically has Dead Man possess him and allow it, and then therefore tricking. Destiny to bringing Constantine into it because of course Constantine's a great magician, but against Destiny, it's kind of like you know a a uh, a cat going up against a lion. It's kind of hard to compare. Um, but luckily, Dead Man was in, De- in in Constantine and basically latched onto um, Destiny just long enough for him to uh, 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 basically his shield to go down and for uh, Etrigan. To come in... No, it's Jason Blood, right? Who stabs the shit out of him with this big-ass yeah, sword? Yeah, Jason. Jason. So and Jason gets his, his uh, revenge from what happened centuries ago. And, um... Which, which was a nice... It's a nice moment. And, unfortunately, in, in, a scene, in a scene very similar from the movie Ghosts, uh, where the, the bad guy in that movie gets dragged to hell by... By shadow spirits, you get to see Richie literally, literally his 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 astral his astral form get dragged into hell. So not not a pretty picture. Nope, not at all. And Batman even um, destroys the Dreamstone as extra insurance. Yeah, yeah, as exactly, which is like not not on my watch. Um, and so, uh, ulti- but unfortunately, because. Um, the bond between um, Etrigan and uh, Jason was separated. The wound that he first suffered starts bleeding out. I don't know why it didn't start bleeding out earlier, but um, it, plot armor. You know, maybe it's just plot exactly plot, plot armor. Thank you, take it. I love that phrase. Um, and Jason unfortunately dies. Like he lived a long, he lived a really long life. Um, and he, he was happy to die, you know, and, um, for, and we get, like, a nice, cool moment where Etrigan, like, mourns the loss of his comrade. Um, like, you would think, like, this demon from hell, like, probably hated him at first, like, I'm bonded to this damn human for the rest of my life. This is stupid, but, like, he's at his, his gravestone and, like, mourning him, which is, which is really nice. Yeah, it's like college roommates that are forced to live together and become best friends because of it. Right, exactly. Uh, so pretty much Destiny come back. Uh, Destiny can't come back because the Destiny Stone's back. And then sort of like the kind of stinger ending is that Zatanna basically tells him, Batman wants you to join the Justice League. And first Constantine's like, that's real funny. That's real funny. And she goes, wait, you're fucking serious. You want me to join the Justice League? Like, um, you know, um... And so it's like Batman. Batman's not gonna want me in the Justice League, and apparently it was Batman's idea for Zatanna to ask him to join the Justice League, which I thought was really neat. And we don't get an answer from Constantine. We'll get it. We'll get an answer later on in a movie, but well, um, uh, it ends with Zatanna and and Constantine. Ta- I'm, I'm guessing they were talking about like 
encounters that they had between each other, like very heated, like sexual encounters between the two of them. Um, uh, and Zatanna is basically telling him no, and John being playfully yes, and she's kind of saying playfully yes. Um, what you don't want to and... spend a magical night together? Nah, maybe <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, and they and the House of Mystery is rebuilt with Black Orchid and Dead Man, and that's Justice League Dark. Um, now I'm I'm curious, Ty. All right, let let's kind of break it down. What did you What did you think of of Justice League Dark? I thought this was an all right movie. Uh, definitely something I was not expecting. I figured it would be like the Justice League teaming up with a slew of new heroes. Now it's a slew of new heroes uh, teaming up with Batman, and uh, right. Yeah, I, just, I figure it's an alright standalone movie, I suppose. Right, and I think it's fair to say that Batman, while he is sort of like that linchpin for us this time, John Constantine is the main character for this movie. Him, or you could arguably say Zatanna, but I feel like Constantine, because of his connection with everybody, he's the main character. Yeah, he's definitely the driving force uh, behind everything that goes on in this movie. What do you think of Constantine? Because have you... Because... Ha- I don't know if you watch the CW shows, because that's where, like, in pop media, that's where he's, like, besides the Keanu Reeves movie. Um, but, like, this iteration of Constantine, did you watch the CW shows? Uh, uh, did you know I, about Con- I did not. Um, I was not familiar with uh, Constantine's character or origin at all before this movie. So, it was interesting to of, see here. What did you think of Constantine? Um, I was not expecting him to be the gigantic asshole he is, but... It is kind of endearing to have someone like him uh, in a movie like this, I suppose. Um, I think uh, to compare to, like, Marvel standards, which is something I know a bit more of, he's kind of like the Doctor Strange of the DC Universe, I I think. Kinda. Not, maybe not, like, not as, like, sort of protector of the world, like, kind of level, but definitely, like, Constantine, as you can tell, he's more out for his own self-interest than, say, Doctor Strange, but in terms of, like the magical protector constantly kind of just does it because it, it benefits him more than anything else yeah. than like benefiting it, the universe. And it's kind of um, interesting the, with all these uh, heroes that have this creed of put uh, put others before yourself. Having a hero like that is kind of interesting to me. Right. He, he's, he's like that extra spice that you didn't think you wanted but it's there and it actually tastes really good. Um, and like Deadman even tells him, like, lead us. I'm like, do I look like a fucking leader? Really? Me? Okay, whatever. And he reluctantly takes that leadership position when you would think, like, Batman... And, like, Batman is smart enough to know, like, okay, listen. I don't know about this magic shit. You're gonna take the lead, okay? Yeah, right. Who else is gonna handle all this magic shit? Certainly not me, and certainly not Soups. Exactly. Uh, Although, I thought it would have been fun to see Superman like deal with this kind of stuff. So, um, the only thing I, I really wish this movie had more of, I really wish that we had more time with Etrigan, because I feel like that's like the emotional crux of the story, and he's just not in it enough to like... Like, I felt like a nice, oh, that's a nice moment at the end, but I wish we got more time with him. Yeah, Jason Blood and Etrigan are probably the most interesting uh, new additions uh, to the DC animated universe we've seen thus far or at least in this movie uh, I would agree to that um, for sure um, I would definitely I would definitely agree to that it's uh, it's such an interesting dichotomy 
Um, do you have a favorite out of the new out of the new cast of characters we met? Um, definitely Etrigan and Jason for sure. Like they've wormed their way into my heart uh, in the last few hours. Gotcha. That's 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 awesome. It, it well, that's that's good. Okay. Uh, anything you, you didn't really like this time around? Um. I felt like uh, all the magic stuff with uh, the new characters introduced, like, uh, it just felt a bit disconnected for me. Like, uh, I had no idea what was going on for most of it, but I feel like that's part of the fun. Like, that's the whole point of magic, but I just kind of want to understand the shit, you know? Right, right, right. I get it. I think think the point is it's, like, not supposed to be understandable. Like, you kind of just have to... You kind of just have to roll with it, you know. You can't really, you can't really ask too many questions with magic. Uh, although I do think the magic they like, they didn't go with like the typical hocus pocus. There was some nightmare fueling shit in this, in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Definitely don't bring your oh. kids to this. Yeah. Although I think it's a soft R. I feel like if you're like. I feel like if you're if you're like 13, 14, you might be a little like freaked out a little bit, but there's nothing in here that's like overtly like, oh my god, why is this rated R? You know, or why right. why did I see this? I feel like Flashpoint um, is a bit more brutal than this movie, honestly. Yeah, I just think it's some of like the more violent imagery, the fact that you see a woman running over people with a car, and some of the more scenarios are a little bit more intense. But I don't think honestly, I don't think this could have been uh, this couldn't have been, this should have been rated R. You know. Probably like a hard PG thirteen at the very least. Yeah, exa- exactly. Um, all right. Anything else you want to discuss, buddy? Uh, not particularly. I think I covered everything I want to talk about. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go to the ratings board. Tyler, out of five, how many ghosts do you give Justice League Dark? I'll give this three out of five ghosts. Um, uh, I feel like the new characters are pretty interesting. Um. It goes at a decent pace. Um, it's the action's well animated, although I can't really say the same for uh, the more quiet moments. Uh, though that is a constant in these movies. Um, I feel like that um, the story could have been a little better, but I don't know. That's probably just me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a three as well. I think we have a. I think I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's definitely the best Justice League movie we've seen so far, and it doesn't even start the Justice League. That's sad. Um, so that that's yeah, that's that is what it is. But definitely, I think it's just because these characters, these I these not dark, <laughs> dark, darker characters are just much more interesting, and they 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 didn't get the fun. You, you only get so much time in these animated movies, but I feel like they did enough to make you care and. They're much more interesting than, say, like, Superman and Batman. And I think that's just because we know those characters from, like, years and years of media presence, you know? Yeah, and they always uh, change from uh, iteration to iteration, whereas with these ones, we barely see them at all. So seeing these iterations is probably uh, much more interesting than, say, another iteration of, like, Batman or something. Exactly. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cinema Shot. Uh, next, we are officially past the halfway point of this series, so yay to us. Um, next week, uh, we're gonna go back to Teen Titans, uh, as we get a full-on sequel to Justice League vs. Teen Titans, and this is, uh, Teen T- I was gonna call it Justice League Judas Contract, it's not. Uh, we, the next, next week's movie will be Teen Titans The Judas Contract, and 
We're, Tyler, I think we're getting biblical again. Oh, dear. Jehovah's Witnesses oh. abound. Exactly. So after that, we only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more movies. So that's not too bad. Okay. So we'll probably be done by, by September, October, if that. And then, you know, maybe we'll pick our next. Uh, we'll let y'all decide what we do next. Tyler, where can the people find you, buddy? You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Ty. Check the pin tweet to take heat to my YouTube channel, the home of Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for my and your pleasure. Alright, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy for all things related to the marvelous one. And of course, I stream four times a month at twitch.tv slash iggy2014. That's on Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, potentially Saturdays with the. Uh, RE, RE streams with Justin ending, but we'll, I'll keep you updated on that. Um, and, uh, and, of course, go to chartshot.com for all the content, including this episode you listen to, where you get the Chartshot Games cast, the uh, Atomic Shot that Tyler and I did, Atomic Shot that Justin and Tyler did, um, and, of course, our watch-alongs of movies that we do occasionally, and the wrestling slam-alongs that uh, uh, Thomas... And I uh, do. Uh, we love those come out. Those come out. So that's one. The most recent one uh, that was posted was SummerSlam 1998, and the one you're going to hear by the time this is out will have been. Uh, I don't remember what it was. Shit. Uh, it's it's been a bit. Um, hold on. I can I can find it. Never mind. I'll think about it later. But it's on the feed. It'll be on the feed by the time this comes out. Actually, I could probably find out right now. What am I doing? Uh, buried alive WWF in your house buried alive I'm sorry about that Tyler okay we're gonna get out of here we'll see you all next week for for Teen Titans I almost did it again we'll see you next week for Teen Titans the Judas Contract until next time guys stay charged gone gone the form of man rise the demon Etrigan thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater